Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Abstraction. Today I will be film or be recording this alone in my own room with a new mic setup. So I might sound a bit different, but it's me, Tiger Janagevich. Now today we will be starting our new kind of genre, which will be um, well, the scary type of genre. From now on, we will mostly have scary stories, scary movie book reviews, and things like that, with the occasional uh, random episode of something other or something else. Anyways, let's get into today's stories. <laughs> What do we do when the end of the world knocks on our door? Do we open it or do we stay inside, hiding? It's been two weeks since the whole thing started. It all started with a tanker accident. It was all over the news. Everyone thought it was just another oil spill. There were plenty of volunteers, plenty of people wanting to help the poor, defenseless animals. Plenty of victims. Within hours of the tanker incident, it started happening. The animals had gone crazy. They were scratching and biting the cleanup volunteers. They said it was an adverse effect of whatever's in the tanker. Rescue workers were still trying to get the crew out of the ship. They could hear screaming inside. There were screams to open the doors. But that's when it all went to hell, as soon as they cut the door out. There were six minutes of broadcast before one silence. Six minutes of screaming and agony. The ship crew attacked the rescue workers like rabid baboons. They were breaking bones and tearing flesh. The people on the shore weren't faring any better. Those that had been attacked by animals were attacking everyone else. It was worse than any war zone report. It was sheer brutality. And yet the broadcast still went on for six minutes. There were six minutes and then blank faces. Nobody could explain what was happening. They tried to continue with the regular news, the economy, the weather... And a cute human interest story, but they couldn't make us unsee what we saw. I tried to continue with my regular existence, but every time I switched on the news or walked by a newsstand, it was there. This big mystery. They had some explanations. It was an infection or maybe brain parasites, but it didn't matter. It, was, it wasn't the infection we were afraid of. It was them. Four days after the initial report, a state of emergency was raised. And yet... We've all seen this before. It's in every zombie movie ever. People didn't know who to trust. People were stockpiling food and weapons. Some tried to flee, but it seems every zombie movie was right. They didn't make it. Three days later, they arrived in my town. I expected moans, shuffling corpses, and dismemberment, but that's where the movies lied. They ran through the streets, screaming. I remember running to my front door as fast as I could, locking, barricading, and doing anything to make sure it would stay shut. And then I headed for the window. I was on the second store and I could see the carnage. They were unstoppable. They were aware. A group of them made it... A group of them made their way through a building across the street. They jumped straight through the plate glass windows. Even the shards slicing through them made no difference. They just kept coming. My barricade wasn't going to hold. 
I rushed around my flat, grabbing supplies and jamming them into the most secure room of the flat. I went back for one last look across the street, and I wish I hadn't. In a second-story window, my face met one of theirs. They knew where I was. I quickly dashed into the room and locked the door. I didn't have any kind of panic room or a secure basement, so the safest place I could think of was my bathroom. There were no windows and only one door. It had a lock. I had filled my sink and bathtub full of water so I could stay for a while. I sat there in the dark room with the distant screams in my ears. I began to feel like I may have overreacted. It had been two hours with no sign of them. It actually got quieter and I thought they had moved on. Maybe I could leave the room and get to the kitchen. I could grab some more food to wait it out. And then a crash came from the front door. There was the sound of someone running full force into the door and knocking down the barrier behind it. There were a couple of more crashes before I knew they were inside. There were rapid footsteps around the flat, a couple of screams, and then a bang on the wall beside me. My eyes were open to the widest, even in the pitch black darkness of the room. There was another bang, and then another. They knew I was there, and they knew I was scared. This was the zombie nightmare I'd been expecting from the start. I had nowhere to run. There was only so much time before they would break in. I sat with my back to the door, hoping my extra weight would make it harder for them to get in. Then it got worse. Why don't you open the door? There was a voice on the opposite side of the door. There were no screams or moan, just a quiet, whispery voice. And the more of them, we've come for you. You'll be happier if you open the door. It's not so bad. The whispery voices became a cacophony of noise trying to persuade me, to break me, to fool me. I had heard the moaning of zombies would drive people insane, but this was worse. A siren call. I sat in the darkness and hoped and prayed that they'd get bored, but they don't get bored and they don't leave. I managed to use the mirror to peek under the door, only to be greeted by horrible unblinking eyes, blood smear faces, screams, and more horrible whispers. That was two days ago. I don't know what to do anymore. Maybe it won't be so bad after all. The next story will be about a creepy 911 call happening deep into the night. Nine one one, what's your emergency? Yeah, hi. This is gonna sound kind of strange, but there's a man stumbling around in circles in my front yard. Could you repeat that, sir? He looks sick or lost or drunk or something. I just woke up to get a glass of water and I heard snow crunching around my underneath my front window, so I peeked out. I'm looking at him now. He's about 10 yards away from my window. Something's not right. What is your address, sir? 1617 Quarry Lane in Panilla Pass. I'm going to send a quad scar your way, but it, that's quite a ways out. Are you alone at your house, sir? Yes, I'm alone. Can you f- confirm that all your doors and windows are locked? Stay on the phone with me. I know that my front is definitely locked, but I'll go and check my back door again real quick. I appreciate your help, by the way. I know this is kind of strange, but I really hope that... Sir, are you still there? He's he's still in the yard, but he's... What the fuck? He's upside down. Sir, stay on with me. What is happening? He's staring right at me, but he's... 
He's on his hands now. He's perfectly still staring at me. He's doing a handstand and he's smiling at me, not moving. He's he's doing a handstand, sir. I don't know. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's facing me. He's standing on his hands and he's got this huge smile and he's perfectly skilled. What the hell? Please get someone out here now. Sir, I need you to remain calm. I put out the call and an officer is on his way. His teeth are so huge. What the hell? Please help me. Sir, I want you to try and keep an eye on him, and but make sure your back door is locked again. We need to make sure all possible access points are secured. Can you talk me through and confirm that your back door is locked? Okay, I'm walking backwards now and I'm keeping him in my sight. My hand is on the back door knob now. It's locked. I need to check the deadbolt, so I'm going to take my eyes off him for a split second. All right, sir. Help is on the way. Just stay on the phone with me. Everything's going to be all right. Sir? Sir? Are you still there? He's... His face. It's up against the gas. Sir, I need you to speak up. What is happening? I looked away for a split second now. His face. It's pressed up against my front window. His teacher. His teacher. Huge and he's smiling at me. There's no color in his eyes. Jesus, please help me. Why won't he just move? Sir, I need you to get to the nearest room and lock yourself inside of it. Do you have a basement or a bedroom that you can lock yourself in? He won't stop staring at me. He's gonna hurt me. Sir, I need you to listen to me. Lock yourself somewhere safe until the officer arrives at your house. Can you hear me? I. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm going to lock myself in my room, and you're positive that you're alone in my house, or in your house, correct? Yes, I'm alone in the house. Wait a moment. He's moving. He's shaking his head. He's telling me no. Oh, God, I think he can hear us. He's telling me... He's telling me that I'm not alone. Sir? Sir, are you still there? I heard a loud noise. Is everything all right? Sir? Okay, everyone. That is the end of another episode of Abstraction. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. The first one in our new genre. Um, I hope you like it. Please um, like and subscribe and um, send me an email if you want to, the, the, my Gmail is down in the bio, so you can, um, yeah, send me an email about anything you want me to talk about, or a special story you want me to say, I would gladly say that, um, okay, my name is Tiger Janinkiewicz, and see you next time, bye.